Good afternoon and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll check in with some local farmers and find out how seeding is coming along. Up first in today's country comment, Morgan Cott with the Manitoba Crop Alliance will talk about corn and sunflowers. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Corn planting in the province is pretty much wrapped up. Morgan Cott is an agronomist with the Manitoba Crop Alliance. Uh, as far as I know, it's pretty much wrapped up. There's probably a few guys that are straggling um, or tend to plant a little bit later. But generally, I think it's been done for probably, I'd estimate for sure, for a week. I guess overall, how did things go? I don't think that many people had too many issues getting it in. It was just a matter of deciding how deep to plant. Um, so I know a few producers that were planting, um, you know, up to three inches deep just to chase the moisture, which is fine because it was so much so warm. This year the soil warmed up nice and quick, so the plant had a good opportunity to emerge quickly, but generally we would never recommend that. But I think this year they probably did the right thing. And what about um, sunflowers? Same thing. I think that they're pretty well wrapped up now too. Um, I know that some got planted last week, which is normal for sunflower and they'll in mid uh, May to get planted. And there's some poking through the ground now, so they're ready to go and have some good conditions for growing now. Is corn starting to emerge as well? or? Yeah, some of the early stuff is at uh, the first leaf color, so V1. Um, that would have been planted at the very end of April, early May. And it got out of the ground reasonably fast. You know, this year, plants emerged a lot faster than they do on a normal year. Usually when we're planting on May 1st or May 5th, it takes to May 21st or so to emerge. And this year it was only taking probably a couple of weeks to get to the ground in the typically cooler conditions. So, yeah, I, don't, I haven't seen any further than B1, so I think that would probably be the max. And some is just poking out now. So. We could see some frost uh, Wednesday night. Um, what are the concerns with, with uh, corn and sunflowers? They're very tolerant. I'm not concerned about them. It's just a, a matter of how long the frost stays for, how um, how low the temperatures go and for how long they remain that low. So I think we should be fairly safe, but generally these, the plants won't die. The growing points are, um, are still protected, but generally we don't want the the crop to to stop growing for a few days, which is what it will sort of stun the plant. Anything else to highlight here, Morgan? Or Just to start looking for insects now. Um, I'm just starting to watch for cutworms in, um, in sunflowers and corn. Um, some guys were, were a little bit worried about whether they should be spraying right away with the really warm, really dry conditions last week. But now that the crop is growing, I think we're able to see whether their cutworms are there and whether they're going to be um, a pest of concern or not this year. So just timing-wise. That was Morgan Cott, agronomist with the Manitoba Crop Alliance. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Manitoba Agriculture says total seeding progress is at 91% complete, which is on par with the four-year average. Spotty to widespread rain over much of the province this week has allowed a brief respite from very dry conditions allowing seeds stranded in dry soils to germinate and giving critical moisture to emerge crops and pastures. More timely rainfall will be needed soon to keep soils from drying out again 
and push crop and forage development into mid-June and beyond. Frost conditions forecasted for tonight have many farmers anxious about canola and soybean crops set to emerge or already up. Producers and agronomists are reminded that scouting for frost damage is best done 24 to 72 hours after the event and looking for new growth from the growing point. Long-term damage to pastures is expected by many, given the need to turn cattle out to grace despite a lack of substantial regrowth. And for the most part, sunflower planting in Manitoba is complete. Morgan Cott is with the Manitoba Crop Alliance. I think that they're pretty well wrapped up. I know that some got planted last week, which is normal for sunflower in, in mid-May uh, to get planted. There's some poking through the ground now, so they're ready to go and have some good conditions for growing now. Cott says corn planting is also wrapping up. And Laura Schmidt with the Manitoba Pulse and Soybean Growers talked about soybean seeding. Soybean seeding is well underway and complete for some farms. Earlier seeded soybeans have emerged and are at the cotyledon to unifoliate stages. Others are still soaking up moisture and are germinating. Schmidt says earlier seeded peas are at the third to fourth node stages, while those that went in later or went into dry soil are around the first node stage. Faba beans are emerging and dry bean seeding is ongoing. Realized net income for Canadian farmers rose 84.2% to $9.9 billion in 2020. A strong growth in receipts outpaced slightly higher expenses. The increase followed a 10% gain in 2019 and a 32.7% decline in 2018. Farm cash receipts, which include crop and livestock revenues, as well as program payments, rose 8.3% to $72.2 billion in 2020, the largest gain since 2012. And the U.S. is alleging that Canada's allocation of dairy tariff rate quotas is inconsistent under certain Kuzma provisions and is requesting a dispute settlement panel. Minister of Small Business, Export Promotion and International Trade Mary Ng says she's disappointed with the move. Dairy Farmers of Canada President Pierre Lampron says Canada's allocation of its TRQs is consistent with the terms of Kuzma and believes the Canadian government has a solid case to present before the panel. The dispute settlement process could take up to eight months to conclude. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Aguire for Wednesday, May 26th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today... We'll hear from the Western Canadian Wheat Growers. The Western Canadian Wheat Growers have made a submission to Health Canada's proposed new guidance for the novel foods regulation focused on plant breeding. Norm Drager is involved with stakeholder management. This is a consultation being done by uh, the federal government, Health Canada, and what they're looking at is input on on views from industry and others. So we've uh, this is quite a normal thing for the wheat Western Canadian wheat growers to submit consultations and offer opinions, uh, you know, to give a view from our membership. And it's uh, just come due recently here, and we submitted. It's really to look at a new technology. Some of you will have heard of gene editing, and it's to try to nail down the regulations around that so that the science companies and others that are investing in this technology are going to have a better view as to whether certain uh, regulations are triggered or not. So it's quite important in that it's, uh, first of all, a safe technology, uh, really no different than traditional breeding, just much more efficient. And so it's important that it gets the right regulation behind it here in Canada because 
Otherwise, the technology providers that are investing, you know, millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars over uh, many years uh, would be discouraged from bringing technology to Canada. So it's really about giving them confidence to invest in Canada because they understand early on how their uh, technology is going to be regulated. Just talk a little bit about how how farmers would benefit from, um, you know, being allowed access to to some of these new uh, improved varieties? Well, the varieties are going to offer, uh, they're going to be better varieties. They're going to have things like better disease resistance. Uh, You might be able to take advantage of certain uh, customers in the market that are looking for things like low gluten, or perhaps they're looking for high fiber. They see those as part of a a healthy diet. So it's offering uh, growers of Western Canada varieties that are going to let them tap into uh, new marketing opportunities. And it keeps them on a competitive playing field with other jurisdictions that are going to, you know, treat this uh, technology the way it should be treated, which is just another standard kind of way to do conventional breeding, but on a much faster timeline. Was there anything else from the uh, from the submission that um, you wanted to highlight? Or? Well, I think it's, it's, it's just real practical common sense. I mean, it, this is about uh, a good technology that the world has already benefited from in many, in many ways, uh, most recently, of course, with COVID. And it's applying the technology uh, to agriculture so that we can get new varieties that are going to offer, you know, solutions uh, not only for farmers on the production side with some of these new varieties, disease resistance, et cetera, but also for consumers, uh, healthier diets and a safer environment. So it's, it's really about trying to take the guesswork out of it for the technology providers so they can have confidence that when they bring this technology to Canada, they know how it's going to be regulated. They know the rules of the game. There's, like I say, you're taking the guesswork out of them. So it's really encouraging those technology providers to invest in Canada, to have confidence to invest in Canada. So that's going to be good for, you know, Canadian farmers, consumers, and the environment. That was Norm Drager with the Western Canadian Wheat Growers. The group's made a submission to Health Canada's proposed new guidance for the novel foods regulation focused on plant breeding. The Alberta Ag Societies is once again preparing to host their Open Farm Days event. Glendalee Allen Vosser talked with marketing coordinator Nicola Doherty about the event. It's an opportunity for farmers to open up their doors and invite their neighbors. So whether they're the community neighbors or neighbors from a couple hours away to come and see how a working farm is. Uh, for people that are not familiar, they can find out how farming is done. It uh, eliminates uh, some guessing work around how they think that they heard about how, for example, dairy farm works. But it kind of takes away some of that guessing and the objective is to have some education around agriculture um, you know, with hands-on experience. Um, and then for visitors to meet the farmer, but then for the farmers also to connect with people uh, that they would potentially be selling their products to. So there's an education piece, but then there's the tourism piece where we're getting people out of their bubbles. So let's say from a city perspective and going out into rural communities and, uh, you know, visiting towns and locations across the province. 
So what is actually involved from the producer aspect then? What we ask is that the entrance to uh, the farm is free and that there would be a tour included. So whether that's a self-guided tour or a time tour and that uh, visitors are able to see a, a living and working farm. Um, that's basically our request. Farms are welcome to have enhanced experience. So many of our farms do things like uh, paid hayrides, um, maybe sometimes an enhanced tour. So while you would get a free tour of the farm, if you wanted to get up and close with the animals, then you would you know, pay a fee to feed them or you know get a more hands-on experience. But the initial idea is that the farm tour is free and that you're able to learn uh, about it. That's, that's basically it. And it's a, a great opportunity for farmers to connect with potential consumers as well. 2019, we had our biggest year yet. We had 150 farms participate with 40,000 people traveling across the province. Last year was a little bit different because we were um, participating you know, within a pandemic. Um, so last year we had 77 farms participate with over 10,000 people traveling around the province uh, visiting farms. So this year we're anticipating uh, 100 farms to participate. The registration deadline for farms is May 31st. The Alberta Open Farm Days event takes place August 14th and 15th of this year, following, of course, COVID-19 guidelines. The Alberta Association of Agriculture Societies organizing the Alberta Open Farm Days event. I've been talking with Nicola Doherty, Marketing Coordinator for Alberta Open Farm Days. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen-Bossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to farmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendalee Allen Bossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Egg Wire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. 4-H Manitoba is hosting a video contest on now until the end of May. The contest gives Manitoba members and clubs a chance to showcase what they're doing this year. Visit the 4-H Manitoba website to register or for more details. And Canada's Farm Show is going virtual this year, June 16th and 17th. Go to canadasfarmshow.com. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Wednesday afternoon. Welcome rains hit much of the province over the long weekend and farmers continue to get seed into the ground. Reporter Barry Lamb caught up with Rick Tilbury, who farms in the Melita area. It was pretty dry before. We were seeding a bit of canola there before the rain, and that was pretty hard and dry, and we were kind of wondering. But we've had about an inch of rain over the weekend, uh, roughly a little bit more, a little bit less in some fields. But it sure looks a lot better, and uh, we're seeding canola again this week. And that inch of rain, how, how much will that help with emergence and crop growth? There is a lot more moisture needed here shortly. Oh, well, we will need a lot more moisture, but that should help bring up everything that's in the ground, I think. Uh, There'll be enough moisture to get things started, at least. But we do need some pretty constant, steady rains this summer. And what about emergence? Uh, much, if any, crop coming, popping up yet? Yeah, all the early cereals seem to be coming out of the ground. I mean, some fields are a little better than others, but it, it doesn't look too bad, actually. And some uh, below zero temperatures in the forecast this week. Uh, that much of a concern or no? Well, for us, we just started seeding canola last week. We don't have much out of the ground, but I know some of the neighbors were sowing a little earlier, and, uh, you know, they might not want to frost on canola that's just freshly out of the ground for sure. 
And what about uh, bugs or disease or anything like that a bit early or any bugs out there yet? Haven't seen much. See the odd wire worm when we're digging around looking for seed, but not not a lot. And uh, I did see one grasshopper the other day, but he looked like he was all by himself. So I, I don't think bugs are a big issue yet. Are grasshoppers going to be a concern or, or not with, with the moisture? Does that help to alleviate that, alleviate that or no? Well, it would if we had a little bit more, but uh, there was a few around last year, so I presume there's some eggs in the ground. I did see a few of them when digging around. So if it stays hot and dry, I would think they could be a bit of an issue, especially around the edges of the fields and places like that. And flea beetles, for sure. I'm, I'm sure they'll be going here pretty quick. And as far as seeding or what's left to do, you are in the field already this week. Uh, what are you busy with? We're seeding canola right now. Uh, we're down to our last 20% of our acres. So hopefully towards the end of the week or first part of next week, we should be finished if everything goes according to plan, which... It always doesn't. That was Melita area farmer Rick Tilbury chatting with reporter Barry Lamb. Earlier this morning, I had a chance to talk with Myron Cron, who farms in the Carmen area. Things in this area are going very well. Um, I would suggest I, our farm is wrapped up seeding, and I would suggest probably most everybody in this area would be. Um, only thing left to go would be some edible beans for some guys, which we're just waiting for warmer warmer weather for that just talk about the the rain you know what did you guys get over the past few days here uh over the may long weekend we got anywhere from about six tenths to up to two inches on most of our our acres uh which was extremely timely uh, very very much needed um the six tenths was kind of the bare minimum to uh, to actually really do anything useful but um Super happy to have that. In the areas where we got two inches, things are just even even better. Any um, concerns for possible uh, frost here tonight? Or yeah, I just went out this morning to do some kind of assessments on some canola fields. Um, yeah, d- definitely very very concerned. Uh, very much here on my mind here the rest of today, and I probably won't sleep well tonight either thinking about it. Most of our canola is up out of the ground. There's still some plants that are not up, so it's going to be. I guess if the frost does take out some canola, we'll be wondering if there's enough still coming yet to fill the stand out or not. It's uh, just going to be a waiting game here at this point. Other crops emerging as well? or? Yep, yeah, everything else. Uh, the soybeans are not out of the ground yet, so we're good there. The corn is all up. The cereals are all up. So um, those crops, I think, should be, should be fine, I would think so. That was Carmen area farmer Myron Cron. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Manitoba will become the second Canadian jurisdiction with a provincially regulated agricultural plastic stewardship program and the first to include multiple designated materials. Clean Farms will operate the stewardship program on behalf of the agricultural industry and manage the collection and recycling of agricultural plastics. Manitoba producers will be able to drop off used grain bags and plastic baler twine at designated collection sites throughout the province, Without paying user fees at the points of collection, Clean Farms will arrange for pickup, transportation, and recycling of these materials from the collection sites. Like many other stewardship programs in Manitoba, the initiative will be supported through environmental handling fees included in the sale prices of program materials. Most corn growers in the province have their crop in the ground. Morgan Cott with the Manitoba Crop Alliance talked about corn emergence. Some of the early stuff is at uh, the first leaf color, so V1, that would have been planted at the very end of April, early May, and it got out of the ground reasonably flat, fast. You know, this year, 
plants emerged a lot faster than they do on a normal year. Usually when we're planting on May 1st or May 5th, it takes to May 21st or so to emerge. And this year it was only taking probably a couple of weeks to get to the ground in the typically cooler conditions. Cod says sunflower planting is also wrapping up. Farm cash receipts for Canadian farmers totaled $19.8 billion in the first quarter. That's up $2.7 billion or 15.5% from the same quarter last year. Crops, livestock and program payment receipts were all up from the same quarter a year earlier. Eight provinces reported higher cash receipts led by Saskatchewan, Alberta and Manitoba. Crop receipts totaled $11.7 billion in the first quarter. That's up $2.2 billion or just over 23% from the same quarter in 2020. Increased global demand led to higher exports and prices for many grains and oil seeds as well as to lower inventories. And soybean seeding is well underway and complete for some farms. Laura Schmidt with Manitoba Pulse and Soybean Grower says earlier seeded soybeans have emerged. She touched on some other crops. Earlier seeded peas are at the third to fourth node stages, while those that went in later or went into dry soil are around the first node stage. Faba beans are emerging or at the first leaf stages, and dry bean seeding is ongoing. Hopefully warm soils and good moisture will promote rapid emergence. Schmidt says rain over the past few days was much needed. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll hear from farm family coach Elaine Fraze. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.